Good morning. This is Cheryl Stabler with the Unshakable Woman podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Each week we broadcast at 5.30 a.m. on Monday mornings. We profile unshakable women with amazing stories. Thank you for joining us during our special series for Black History Month. Connect with us each morning and subscribe to the podcast for alerts to new shows. Share the link and follow our team at Unshakable Woman on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you again for joining us. Stay tuned for our next Unshakable Woman for Black History Month. There we go. Hi. We have Lynn Carter on the line. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, thank you. Good morning, everyone. This is the Unshakable Woman podcast. Sorry for the confusion. We've had some technical difficulties, but God is good. And we are connected with Lynn Carter, who is an attorney in the state of Ohio and who is also my God sister. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So in closing out Black History Month, uh, as as you know, over a couple of Mondays, I have profiled women who are friends and family who have made a contribution to Black history and to my Black history. And so today, Lynn is going to share a little bit about her truth in reaching out and serving others and helping others to find where they fit. Where, where, what, what, where they fit in life, and and sometimes we need a mentor, we need someone to push us there, or just someone to lend us a helping hand. Um, as I said, Lynn is my god sister. She grew up under two very strong parents who also were very active in the community. And I, I think Lynn would agree with me as I say, we we learned a lot about serving our community as we grew up in Ohio. Yes, we did. So, Lynn, in sharing this story, um, speak a little bit about this person that you reached out to um, to help them find find their niche and what they really wanted to do in life. So years ago, the nature of my work was to hear the appeals of people who wanted to become police officers mm-hmm. and had been removed from the the eligible list because they'd done something in their background. Mm -hmm. So there was a young African-American male, I want to say he was 21, Mm -hmm. and he came to the hearing and he had done like kid stuff, kicking in when basement windows and, you know, stealing pencils and nothing, not like felonies, but still not good things. And so when he appeared before me and I asked him about it, he said, well, I grew up in a bad neighborhood, and um, so I stopped him, and I said, so are you going to tell me that because of the neighborhood you grew up in, you didn't have a choice about this conduct? And he said, well, no, I'm not going to say that. He said, but I can tell you that I want to be a police officer. I want to serve the public, and even if you don't recommend that I get put back on the list, I'm going to keep trying. And so I didn't put him back on the list because... At the time, he didn't seem far enough removed from the group of people that he was doing these things with. So two years later, sure enough, he applied again, and he was removed from the list again for the same things by the division of police. He hadn't done anything new. 
And I didn't hear his case because I felt like I would be biased. So I had a colleague hear his case. Unfortunately, the colleague was an older white gentleman who believed that the police could never make an error. And so he didn't put him back on the list. Two years later, he applied again. He got kicked off again. And about that time, uh, people started to notice, when I say people, city council and the mayor's office began to notice that women and minorities were getting kicked off for things that white males weren't getting kicked off for. So after a lot of hoopla and council hearings and the blue ribbon panel, they kicked out those people in the background unit who basically were um, being racist and sexist and trying to put the division of police back uh, to make it great again, which to them meant fewer minorities, if any, or women. Mm -hmm. And so a new safety director came and he asked me, there were about a stack of four people who I really felt had been unfairly kept out of the process for a significant period Mm -hmm. of time. One of them being this guy. And he said, what do you think? And I said, this guy, I think is a great candidate. He's like six years older and they just didn't want him. He hadn't done anything new. So I didn't know really what happened to him. And about five years later, I was on the elevator and a police officer was on the elevator. Wasn't like the skinny kid that I remembered. And he said, you don't remember me, do you? And I said, no. And so he told me his name and I immediately remembered him. And he had gotten through the process and he was doing community relations which he told me the first time we met, that was what he wanted wow. to do. And he was very happy with his work. He said, I'm, I'm working in the neighborhood I grew up in. And he said, I really enjoy it. Wow. What an amazing story. And it made me feel special. Um, not special because I'm special, but just that he persevered. Yes. And that when my opinion was asked, I said, this guy would make a great officer. And he followed through. I love that story and that it's all about, um, to your, your expertise, lending, lending your gifts to someone to help them reach their gifts, you know, and if there's another woman or another man on the line today and they go about their life doing what they do every day, they're not big in community service. They're not big as mentors. What would be the three tips that you would share to encourage someone to reach out to other people in order to help make someone else's life better? Well, the first one would be that to be authentic and to to recognize that they do have Mm. gifts, not to compare themselves to other people, because we all have unique gifts and talents. And so to share their own talents with other people. The second one would be to speak up, not just on behalf of themselves, but on behalf of other people. Sometimes other people may feel powerless or they feel like they can't make a difference. And unlike the young man I spoke of, they may just give up and say, well, I can't do this. And so to the extent that a person like myself or a person listening is in a position to make a difference and they see something that doesn't seem quite right, call it out, call it out and say, this does, it's not right. And we need to do something different. And then the last one would be 
to always be open to learning from others. Um, sometimes we only, or, or, or we may be inclined to only listen to people who look like us or they're the same age as us or something like that. And yes, I mean, you can learn from older people. You can learn from people who look like you, but you can also learn from people who are younger than you and people who don't look like you. And so to never feel like, you know, I've arrived and there's nothing in the world that I can learn from anybody because there's always something that you can learn from another person to make your life better and to help you make the lives of others better. Absolutely. As my mother used to always say, if you're the smartest person in the room, go find another room to stand in. <laughs> <laughs> and I can hear her saying that too. <laughs> I am so grateful that you joined us today. Um, thank you so much for contributing to Unshakable Woman. I pray that everyone tuning in today i've got something from my god sister this is the woman who is about eight years older than me but as a little girl i always wanted to be like her you know i thought she was the smartest <laughs> woman in the state of ohio um so um you know i was kind of like the bratty little sister you know but uh, <laughs> i wouldn't say all that but it's it's great having mentors it's great giving back you know god at the end of the day god can use everyone so Thank you so much just for lending your time and sharing that it's important for us to use our gifts to help others reach their dreams and be able to use their gifts no matter what walls or what doors are closed in their presence. It's also important to serve your community. And to, at the end of the day, we're here to all help and serve each other. Um, thank you so much, Lynn, for being with us today. Thank and you. you are... An unshakable woman. You've been an unshakable woman to me my entire life, and I'm grateful for you. So, if, well, so thank if we you. can stand by for a word from our sponsors. Thank you, everyone who tuned in today. Remember to follow the unshakable woman on both Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to live an unshakable life. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsors. Thank you for tuning in today to the Unshakable Woman podcast. You have many podcasts to choose from, and we are grateful that you chose to tune into our wonderful sisterhood. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Unshakable Woman. If you want to call in and tell your story, visit our social platforms or send us an email. A special thanks to our in-kind sponsors, Classic Public Relations, a PR firm building your business brands, to Infinity Travel, escapes that soothe the soul, DreamWatchers.org, providing free performance arts training to Los Angeles kids ages 8 through 18. Visit their social profiles for their specific contact information. Build your sisterhood tribe and live an unshakable life. We'll see you next week. Thank you.